My name is Quill Taylor, and I have taken it upon myself to record my findings pertaining to the life of a young boy named Anthony Todd. Hey, um... Oh, right, he's out. Oh, I hope it's working. Um... Looks like it's on. Right, guess I'll start. Um, journal entry one, written on. Oh, should start with my name. Uh, I'm a uh, Quill Taylor, reading my journal entries from the time that I moved here to now, I suppose. Yeah. Right, um, yeah. Uh, journal entry one. This was written on my first day in town. Entry begins. Change is not something I'm familiar with, so starting a journal to keep track of all the thoughts that are swirling in my mind seems to be the most logical thing to do as a writer. I have just recently moved temporarily from an undisclosed location to a town called Moorgrove. My intention was to find somewhere quiet and uneventful to use as a setting for the novel I'm planning to write, and also as a place I'm able to write in peace, away from the bustle of city life. I plan to stay in Morgrove for a month so I can adequately experience the town and enrich my novel with details that I have personally observed rather than relying on the internet and books to convey my ideas. I rented a small flat on Elmond Street, it's the main road that runs through town, it's a quaint little place, one bedroom, one bathroom, living area and a kitchen, separated only by tile and carpet. It's fairly spacious, yet very cosy, perfect for its intended use. While unpacking everything, it didn't take too long as I had only brought the things I'd need for a month-long stay, I couldn't seem to find my phone anywhere. I knew I wanted to take a walk later on, so a GPS would be very handy to have, as well as a way to contact someone in case of emergency. But I couldn't find it anywhere. I continued organising as I looked, thinking it was in a bag or a pocket, but after two more hours of cleaning and organising, I simply decided that I'd look for it later. Today was the day to explore and settle into my surroundings. It was a sunny, cloudless day outside with a slight breeze, perfect for a nice walk. I decided to relax about my phone being missing and enjoy the day, electing to find an electronic shop just in case I had left it at my old flat. I'd come to realise, very quickly, that Morgrove's community as a whole is very kind. Despite my presence being an unfamiliar one, I was greeted by nearly everyone who passed me with the same good afternoon and the same tone of voice each time. I admit I was a bit unsettled by this, but it's probably a common enough occurrence. I had planned to go check out some of the shops, most of them are located down the main stretch of Elmond Street, so I walked down the sidewalk, occasionally stopping to look in the windows of the quaint little businesses that line the cobbled road. A bookshop, a bakery, a grocery store, some coffee shops and fast food places. I picked up a few things from the grocers that I knew wouldn't go bad in the span of a few days. One thing I noticed while walking was that no cars rumbled down the road while I was out. Bicycles sped past and pedestrians crossed with seemingly no caution. 
Lots of places are like this, however, so I'm choosing to forego looking into this further, since the more prominent thing on my mind is that there doesn't seem to be an electronics store in town. I made no attempt to stop someone to ask about one, though, since I retain some hope that my phone is still in a bag somewhere. I'm hoping I can find some other place out of town. Oh, there was also a nice little shop that sold plants and gardening supplies. I don't have a place to grow anything at my flat, but I'm considering stopping in to buy a succulent. Since I assume that much of my time will be spent at the library, I wanted to introduce myself to the people working there and get my library card. Perhaps I wanted to pick up a couple of books as well, so that's where I headed next. The sign out front read, We're open. We have been for a while now. I don't know how to feel about this, and I'm honestly not sure why I included it. It just struck me as a bit odd, and I went inside. The library seemed void of patrons when I entered, and would have appeared completely empty if not for the clerk at the front desk. She gave me a wide smile as I walked in, seemed incredibly pleased with my presence, and without prompting, gave me a quick rundown of the organisation system of the library. It was the standard system. I allowed her to ramble for a few minutes about where each genre was, and... Well, I admit, I zoned out a bit, and I started to notice things about her. She had large, round glasses that occasionally reflected the light from the door, so much so that they obscured her eyes. The end of her hair and her bangs appeared to be a bit lighter brown than the root. I only mentioned this because I pointed it out and told her that I liked it. I was attempting to change the subject from the organisation of the library, as it was fairly clear that she would not stop talking unless I intervened. She was only deterred for a moment, though, and I quickly just excused myself to browse. I tend to get a bit lost in libraries, especially large ones. This library seemed to go on endlessly, rows of shelves extending in an arc around the front desk, stretching to a wall I knew had to be back there somewhere. A balcony above revealing not only one, but two floors of tomes that contain the purest and deepest parts of thousands of human minds. I immediately fell in love. I could go on about this library, the gorgeous architecture and the warm glow that filled it, if not for the sake of my poor journal. Suffice it to say, I love libraries, and when I say I can spend hours in them, I mean it. I drifted past rows and rows of books for hours on end, my fingers brushing the spines and occasionally picking out ones that looked interesting. At some point during my time there, I made my way over to the non-fiction section and scanned the selection to see if I could find a book or two about the history of the town. I found many, and looked through each one to see which would suit me best for starting my research. I lost track of time very quickly, so when I exited, I was only mildly surprised to find that it was early evening. I decided on a book I'd found entitled The History of Morgrove, which I plan to use to enrich my novel, as well as a book called The Fantastical Adventures of Timothy Todd. I figured it would do for some light reading. I ate at a small restaurant on the corner near my flat, and headed back, bidding those on the street who spoke to me a good night. When I got back, I looked through everything again, just in case I'd missed my phone in an obvious place. However, after coming up empty-handed once again... I've decided that I definitely left it back in my old flat. I won't let this ruin my good mood, though. I started reading The Fantastical Adventures and was only able to put it down when I realised that if I kept reading, I wouldn't have time to write in my journal before bed. It was fairly easy to start, and the first couple of chapters were a breeze. I won't include too much about the book here, but I will say that I enjoy it so far. 
It is at this point that I've decided to retire for the night. A good night's rest fuels a productive mind. Entry ends. I remember that as I was attempting to fall asleep, my mind kept drifting to an event that, for some reason, I have left out of this entry. Though I had conversed with a few of the locals, I could not, for the life of me, remember specific faces or names. Now, names are difficult for almost everyone, but I couldn't even picture what anyone looked like. This had not bothered me as much as it does now, though, as my mind was focused on the only person I had managed to remember vividly. A young boy, Anthony was his name, curly brown hair, square glasses, I believe he was wearing overalls. He couldn't have been older than ten years old, yet he was walking around with no obvious guardian in sight. I had the pleasure of talking to this young man when I asked him to pet his dog. What can I say? I love animals, and the dog was what looked to be a Dalmatian, which happens to be my favourite type of dog. The boy was quite polite and seemed to be raised well. He wasn't causing any trouble and claimed he liked to walk around town on his own. I asked what his parents thought about this. He gave me an odd, confused look, as if he didn't understand the word parents. I asked instead what the adults that lived with him thought of this. He looked much less confused after I asked again and stated that his nanny thought it would be good for him to get out of the house. I asked him if he lived with just his nanny and he replied that he had a butler too, and Noddington, which is his dog. I didn't find out much more after that because he skipped off with his dog down the road and around the corner. I decided it would be strange to follow him. I'm not really sure what else to add, to be honest. I suppose I'll just... Right. The Domestic Life of Anthony Todd is a podcast written and recorded by J.R. Steele and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. The audio is edited using Audacity, the free editing program. Thanks for joining me.